Hello, and welcome back to Malohi, a Dream Awesome podcast. This is episode 23, and today we'll be discussing Awesome Dude's character. As always, we refer to the characters by name and specify when we're talking about the writers, and we also try to focus more on analysis. Uh, so, welcome back to Malohi. Uh, just before we get started on what we're going to talk about this podcast, uh, this episode, um, I just wanted to mention that we now have a public Discord server. Woo! So, um, I'm going to be putting the link to it in the description of this episode, and you can also find the link on our Twitter, and yeah. Now you can come fight us uh, about our Dream SMP opinions. You can fight <laughs> us live on the Dream Mellow High Discord. I'm <laughs> not used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not very big yet, but hopefully more people will join once this episode's out and get a bit more active. Yeah, the link's on the Twitter, so... I don't know if we said that already, but the link's on the Twitter! So... <laughs> uh. And I will be putting the link in the description. Yeah! Uh, yeah, so... I uh, Also on the Discord, you can suggest, like, ideas to us and stuff. Yes. Of yeah. stuff you want to hear us discuss. Which we love to have, because that means I have to think of, well, we have to think of less ideas ourselves! You just do it, our, do it for us. <laughs> All right. Speaking of ideas, we should probably talk about talk to the Sam. idea for this talk week. Talk to Sam. Talk about Sam. Yeah, we're talking about Sam. You know, big bad warden himself. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't if you guys didn't one. know, his anniversary of being a character on the Dream SMP came up not too long ago. Yeah, his anniversary of being on the Dream mm-hmm. SMP. Uh, for one and year. Yeah, that's like a kind of a whole thing with it. Like, uh, Kasam was one of the original members, but he took a break. Yes. For uh, college. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was one of the OG. And he came back around, I think, midway through Manberg. Around then, because he joined the Badlands and he was there for uh, Bad's little uh, Manberg Pogtopia, who cares speech, <laughs> from what I remember. And he was there during the final fight of uh, November 16th. He was there for that, too. Uh, yeah, he was definitely there for the formation of the Badlands and their whole principle for breaking away from Man- Manberg from going against them is because Schlack killed cats. Oh yep. yeah, which is it's a weird weird line to draw considering what they get up to later, but <laughs> I mean, never ever. No, it's like, it's like, this happens like after Tobo's execution, so they're like, we're perfectly fine with you randomly deciding to execute one of the members of your cabinet. <laughs> during oh a p- public festival but the fact that you kill cats it's it's like that meme it's like it's i i can, can excuse, excuse sorry i draw the line sorry <laughs> i can excuse the murder of um the public execution of one of your own cabinet members but we draw the line at killing cats yeah. you can I excuse execution that's just how the Badlands rolls, you know? Mm-hmm. They just, like, yeah. it's just in their makeup. They are the Badlands, you know? <laughs> I do think it's funny that the that pet murder is the, where they draw the line, considering, um, I, I feel like actual person murder? Maybe that's just one of those things that, like, having a three-life system, you know? Like, everyone's kind of just like, eh! Murdering somebody one time is kind of a big you can deal, come back. but they still have like the another cat chance. Can't. It's fine. I mean, it's funny yeah. that they didn't like the cat murder, even though like ha- like half the people actually no, I think every person in the Badlands just goes on or already was just killing people's pets, 
especially in retaliation for things. I was just True. They're just hypocrites. It's fine. Everybody who wants is. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah, oh, has Bad killed pets? Uh, I think so. I don't think he's ever done it like super, like not like sapnap levels of I am like a serial murderer <laughs> yeah. of dogs. Or like, uh, he's not sacrificing cats, like, you know, or anything like that. But I think he has accidentally or like kind of intentionally killed something. I don't remember any specific instances. Skeppy killed friend. I know Skeppy, Skeppy killed friend. and <laughs> Skeppy killed one other person friend. I can't remember, but yeah. I know, I think <laughs> Bad has killed... I think Bad accidentally or was involved in the murder of one of Punza's pets. And I'm not oh, totally no. sure on that, but I'm pretty sure he was because... I'm not caught up on my pet warlord, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it was I something no to do idea. with... Um, or maybe he killed Ant's panda by accident. I just know that Ant's uh, animal sanctuary uh, got robbed. I think, I think mm -hmm. by puns, and then him and uh, BBH ended up fighting puns over it, and the the panda died in the end. And I'm pretty sure it was Ant or Bad's fault. So <laughs> I want to say he's probably I been. I can't an remember that because I think that was actually like, the first Badlands stream I watched, because like. So I saw the anima this animatic, right? Of techno. No, it was that would have been bad talking about the whole like, oh, we'll fight for the losing side and keep conflict going. And then I saw somebody mention that they thought that I'm like that might come from him talking with techno and talking about like, oh, anarchy is cool. Maybe. So, okay, so I gotta find where this happens. So I went to try and find where it happened. When he talks about the whole, um, so it, I, it's, it's, and I watched the panda stream because of that. Mm. When he when he w talks about the whole, um, we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go side with the when bad talks about we're gonna side with the weaker, um, weaker side. He isn't talking to anyone in particular. He's actually talking to his stream. Oh yeah, bad talks to his stream it, a it was, lot. Yeah, it was he was about to end, mm -hmm. I think. So he was just like Manberg, Poktopia, who cares? Yeah, he loves to give the ending to his monologues. Streams, and it was so fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was really cool. Yeah, and I know uh, we it's all actually, it's know something. Something I find kind of interesting about Dream of Speed is the fact that because, like we've talked before about how people can kind of misinterpret it when they're viewing it as um, like a traditional narrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's also the aspect that because it's streaming, it's a lot more like a play than a movie or a TV show. Yeah, that it's makes like sense. a puppet show That's almost. True. Yeah. Like, it is a play slash puppet mm -hmm. show because they're like puppeting their characters on screen as they are describing <laughs> what they are thinking. It's very much like you're watching But a that means show. you also get like monologues and soliloquies and all yeah. this stuff. And what brings it up is uh, recently I started watching. Uh, one of the movies for Othello, the Shakespeare play. Oh, I've watched a couple And of one of the things that's really interesting about that movie is, at least so far, I don't know what happens with other characters for then, I've only watched like a third of it, <laughs> but there's this whole thing where Iago will speak directly to the camera yeah. when he's doing like this whole soliloquy yeah. thing. Monologue, I can't remember which They're which doing one is, soliloquies. Like one is to another character, and one is to the audience. I can never remember which is um, which. But it's really distinct, but you do never see that. It's a very Shakespeare. I know it's a Shakespeare movie. thing. Um, 
I don't know. I know Shakespeare I relies know heavily on soliloquies, so I just usually call any time mm-hmm. somebody does that in the, like, the different movies a soliloquy. <laughs> I should, <laughs> I should know this. I took an mm-hmm. entire class about Shakespeare. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think monologues is stuff other characters can hear, and soliloquy is when it's inner thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like yeah. you can get that in movies, but it's usually like it's narration. It's done as narration. Yeah. It's usually more artistic. While in a play, it's the character themselves are directly speaking to the audience without any framing device. Yeah. Like it's them telling the story 10 years in the future. Mm. Like it often is in movies and books. Yeah, and people, like, for some reason, like SMP, they just tend to forget that, like, if you have somebody giving a soliloquy, they're going to be unreliable. To a degree, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if they're plain facts, they're not being unreliable. But if you have, like, you know, uh, <laughs> to bring up Shakespeare, but I mean, if you have, like, you know, Macbeth giving his soliloquy about how he's not, like, you know, he's doing what he must and all this stuff, like, obviously mm-hmm. he's, you know, I wrong. think, like, the important thing to keep it in mind is e- just because it's their inner thoughts doesn't mean it's going to be truthful because yeah. people lie to themselves and characters lie to themselves. Yeah. And like, you know, Sam's like, to bring just bring, bring Jim SMP back into it, character Sam has given quite a few monologues before. Uh, well, not monologues, we give him both, soliloquies and monologues, but he <laughs> does this thing where he'll tend to like almost go like in like a, a series of circles with his thinking when he's like talking to the chat or himself. And people... Romy's actually pretty similar. Yeah, and, like, people will, like, tend to, like, take everything he says, like, at face value. But it's, like, I mean, if you did that, then, like, mm-hmm. when he's talking about bringing Schlatt back to life in the very beginning of, like, you know, like at Schlatt's funeral, he's, like, that, that VOD that only has 20,000 views somehow. I have no idea how. But <laughs> basically he's talking about how, like, you know, bringing Schlatt back is a good idea, and then it's a bad idea, and then it's a good idea. And then, like, Sam goes on to talk about how he wants power. And you're kind of just, like... I mean, you just got to take it as it is, but like because there's no real like, I mean, at that point the Badlands wasn't that powerful, so you're just kind of like, mm. eh, you know, that's just silly Sam, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't actually do that. But then you like think about it, it's like he, yeah, he probably would have. Like, um, he would. And the same thing comes up again and again with people, like, just they hear they they see they hear these monologues from the characters in the Dream SMP, and I'm like. You're gonna take different things from it depending on like who your fave is. I, that's just how it works. Is you have biases. It'd be like if you had two different sides of a stadium for a Shakespeare play, and you put the people who love <laughs> one character on one side, people who love the other character on the other side. Like they would be rooting for two different people and hearing two different things every time the person talked. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. For yeah. And actually, like I'm actually just gonna bring this back to Othello again because I am studying that right now. So it's like. The, the most relevant thing I can think of. But something interesting I actually found, like doing Othello in class, is how many people view Othello as the protagonist just because, like, his name is the name of the play. Yeah. And he's, like, the tragic hero. But, like, no. He's not. He's not the protagonist. Yago's the protagonist. He's this really interesting villain protagonist. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's way more interesting than him just being like some mild antagonist that you barely see. Yeah. Mm. As he would be if Othello was actually the main character. We should talk more about Sam now, though. <laughs> Sorry, Sam, I was just, this I was episode's just supposed to be relevant to Dream SMP in people saying, like, 
this character is like the protagonist and um not considering you know, like the actual it doesn't story work too well that every yeah. character is the hero of their own story because of it doesn't work well in a role play yeah, of what work. a protagonist looks like that's yeah. actually wait, 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 that wait that's actually kind of an interesting thing because i was watching sam's q a recently um and somebody asked him uh, how he feels about people, like, disliking his character or whatever. And he actually brought up, like, a very interesting thing about, like, why he's made his character the way he is. Is because mm-hmm. he thinks that everybody, every character who is kind of, like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's something along the lines of, like, he's made his character with the intent in mind that people are going to hate uh, character Sam. And that oh, yeah. he thinks that that is a necessary role in a story because you need a character for people to rally against sometimes in order to like uh, another character. So like, uh, you could mm-hmm. say that's kind of the case for like Tommy and Dream. Like you kind of need Dream in order to like Tommy because like if you think about back to like Exile, uh, <laughs> a lot of people really hated Tommy before that because they found him annoying, <laughs> and then after Exile, they really really got like rallied behind him a lot more, and. Mm. Sam is now playing a character that he's trying to sort of fit that role. He's trying to be the character that people hate so that they can appreciate Basically other characters. Basically, he's like trying more. to make the character sound the character dream of season three. Yeah. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, I, I, something like that. But it's like he's trying to make his character someone that people don't like for, uh, you know, so other people... <laughs> so people like other characters that you might not like oh, otherwise. Sorry, Sam, if you hate like my him character, anyway. you're doing it right. That means I'm yeah. doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously and people so, are still like, gonna like him. Just that's just the nature yeah. of characters. But yeah, no, like. But yeah. but there's a difference between like liking a character and then like liking to hate a character. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that character you love to hate versus that character you just love to love. And like I think Sam's trying to become, at least for some people, that character that you love to hate and you yeah. want to, without making it like a, a completely like flat, like boring character. It's just like okay, well I hate this guy, and I think he's doing a really <laughs> wonderful job with that because like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate Sam. Yeah, it's because like, like he's, he's so. But I love him. Yeah. Like I feel so <laughs> bad for him half the time because I'm just like, dude, you need therapy so badly. And I think that makes him, like, a really interesting character because he's got this very complicated, like, moral code and, like, idea of what he's doing and how he justifies himself to himself and, like, how he thinks of the world and how he, what his, like, intentions are with, like, Dream or how he can justify, like, what he does to Punk and stuff like that. So, like, when you're talking about, like, protagonists and antagonists, um, in collective role plays like this, I don't usually think they're... Like, there are within certain points, point of views, but certain it's always I think a good way to think about it is that every character has their own... Personal has a protagonist to their own story and has their own antagonist. Yeah. 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 And I think that the thing that I find interesting, though, is, like, I don't think you could necessarily label Sam as a protagonist or an antagonist. Because we even get his perspective... But again, if he's trying to intentionally make his character a character that, like, we love to hate or, like, something like that to amplify someone else's story while still being the protagonist of his own perspective, it kind of puts him in this, like, weird, like, uh, twilight zone of protagonist (laughs) versus antagonist. Yeah. And I think I kind of really love that about Sam because, like, (laughs) we don't get his perspective too often and it's always very short, like, short moments. But whenever mm-hmm. we do, it's always something pretty big, like, um, and it, it provides a lot of insight into his character, like, um, 
the stream where he goes and saves Hannah from the egg. Like, that's yeah, short, that's really but we still get stream. a lot of... Yeah, we, it's, That was a very strong stream. And it's really short from his perspective before he switches over to Hannah, but it shows a lot of, like, insight into how his character, like, thinks. Or, like... You know what's another... You know what's another good character, Sam's stream, that's really short? And if you're interested in this character and you haven't watched it, you should really check it out. Is the one where they rescue him when, I think it's Puffy and Tommy? Yeah. They rescue him from the, the egg? The whole egg arc with Sam is very important. But even, like, I would, I would argue just... Go to his VOD channel and just start at the beginning. I mean, I'm going to be real. Like, if you really want to understand, like, how, like, because he actually lays out his entire character. I, the, the, like, the continuity of his character is actually shocking. Like, because people are going to be like, oh, he changed so much so suddenly. He hates Tommy. He doesn't hate Tommy. He just, like, he lays out exactly how his character is going to grow and become the warden of a prison from the, like, somehow from the beginning. I guess it just naturally progressed like that. So, like, it was only ever going to make sense that he would threaten to kill Tommy and tell him that, like, it was all his fault and stuff like that when in the prison. Like, mm -hmm. it's so annoying. It's so annoying to me. And I know, I know it's from people who are going to watch, like, Tommy's point of view. But the whole thing where people were like, like, he literally, like, tortured Punk. And then like, he's like, heavily implied. <laughs> he killed. Is it the thing like, where, like, people dream. say and that he's like, only oh, a bad he, he's guy? Like, he's such a nice, he's such a nice dad for Tommy. It's like, no. And then the moment he starts shouting at Tommy, he suddenly have a bunch of people going, ah, he's a terrible person, he's a villain now. Oh, oh, yelling, <laughs> I'm just, yelling I'm at the, the bratty 17-year-old who got someone else killed. Is is your is the way that like where you draw the line of like whether he's a bad dude or not like but killing killing across that line ages ago. I actually think that killing the, a significant other and then torturing yeah. them for a useless key card is it? To be honest, to be honest, I can kind of get it if you've got like more of an emotional connection to a certain character, you're gonna have a stronger response when something bad happens to that character. But seriously, like. Before that happened, I was like seriously getting worried because I do like characters. I'm like, that was gonna be another situation, like with Filza, where there's all these expectations that he'll be like this great dad mm. figure, and when he turns out to be like an actual, you know, like realistic character with flaws and all that, that doesn't just come at, come in to fix the narrative entirely. People just like turn on the character. And start hating on him. It's. I did not want. I saw that happen to Filza. I did not want to see that happen to Sam. <laughs> I think one of. The, it yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Fortunately. And one of the most interesting, it's... like the, the awesome dad hand headcanon is actually one of the most interesting ones to come out of like all of this, because. I'm gonna be real, people always get on everyone's like shit about like, you know, the headcanons they, they make both. for like, you know, character dream. But when you look at all like the awesome dad headcanon, it's not really reflected in reality only because people are almost looking at it from Tommy's point of view strictly. Because at any point yeah. you take a step back and you think about it, the only way Sam was ever going to be a father figure to Tommy was as a controlling one. As it like, not in a way that's like, <laughs> people think controlling means like, I'm, I'm, I'm character, like, you know, I'm evil. No, it's like Sam's whole life is about control, paranoia, safety. So if he believes that he mm -hmm. can like give Tommy these tasks with this robot and distract him from all the bad things. Like if that relationship had yeah, gone, you'd probably have found it like- was, It just was not good. Sam like, 
sticking Tommy in like an obsidian box so he doesn't get killed. Eventually, yeah, I, like it go, just go it just route. wasn't like just like good. That. And people want to be like, well, and he he genuinely did care about Tommy a lot. Like you can like it is obvious in everything that Sam did. He saw. But the problem is, is that his care is conditional because he has a, some hierarchy in his head that he has laid out before. Mm. Where right now, currently, Dream is sitting at the top. Anything that is a risk to, like, Dream getting out of that prison is not worth it. So Tommy, like, you know, bye. Ponk, like, he, he didn't care about the friendship. He didn't care about anything. He didn't care about the Valentine's Day stuff. He didn't care about all the chess, like, matches. He didn't care about anything to do with Ponk anymore. He was, like, he was, like, he was a threat even with those useless cards. Because it showed that, like, Sam himself was flawed in his job as a warden. And that pissed him off. And so it's just interesting whenever I see people be like, we could have had it all, we could have had awesome dad. And it's like, I mad respect for you making a headcanon where Sam is this cool dad, but he would have been a <laughs> shit dad from the beginning only because he needs to like, he did, we'd have to go through a crap ton of like, you know, self like reevaluation and like therapy and whatever the fuck to figure out his problems before he could ever become a father figure as a character. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, I don't know. That, this is one of the most interesting things I think like I see about Sam's character all the time is people getting mad because they're like, people are like, you know, they're making Sam out to be this big bad villain. And I'm like, well, he is. I mean, as the he warden, is. he like, he will straight yeah. gut you for even coming near the prison. <laughs> like, yeah. that's pretty bad. There was this whole like really weird thing going on at the start of the prison arc where people like, some people were like saying, that the warden and Sam were like different characters. No, nope, it's just Sam. That was just people, yeah, I trying to fell for And like, I think I... Sam had to like actually like confirm. Yeah. No, character Sam and the warden are the same characters. I'll be honest. Oh, well, that was I thought bad. I thought that way because he did have a character that he played that was separate to him, his actual character, Sam. Nook. Yeah, the Sam. Nook and thing. I thought it was a situation like that because um. I was getting all my information from DSMP Wiki, and you know how unreliable that place is. Yeah. Huh. We don't, we don't. But yeah, I, I, I really do think um, like yeah, like I did watch the streams, and like it, I think what a lot of people brought, like he probably didn't notice is that with Sam Nook, there was far clearer of a distinction. Mm. Yeah, because Sam, like, directly refers to Sam Nook as a different person. Mm. And even then, there was still, like, people with headcanons that Sam was just pretending to be Sam Nook. And I was like, this character he made up? Although, it was later confirmed it's, like, a robot he built. Mm. Something like that. I don't think we actually know what Sam Nook is. Oh, also, character puns is a crush on Sam Nook. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it yeah. is. That, that is canon. That's a thing? Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's from the stream <laughs> where the egg pyre is celebrating Tommy's death and they go to have a party in his hotel. Yeah, and, and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, <laughs> he calls him handsome and stuff. And he's like, thank you. And like all this, I'm like, oh my God, puns, what the hell? <laughs> you know what? I'm not actually surprised by that because I'm pretty sure puns and, Sap, or puns and Sam did like the heaviest flirtation on that one stream where Sam and Boomer are uh, cooking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a clip of it somewhere of Sam just laying down the moves and yeah. I'm like, you know what? That just seems like that's what their friendship is. Of course that's gonna be the bit that they they do. But also, you know, good for you puns and your robot mm. infatuation, I guess. Or whatever nice. the hell Sam Nook is. <laughs> okay, but um so 
I think the reason why people kept coming up with the whole awesome dad thing is because they are literally strictly looking at Sam through his relationship with Tommy. It's like, That's yeah, they're, they're it. putting they, on the Tommy They goggles. only cared about his character once they... Once Sam uh, became relevant to Tommy's character, they only cared about Sam when he started the hotel for him. So they don't know anything about him before and don't know anything about him afterwards. Just how, what, he, what he is and what he did with Tommy. And that was it. And so that's why they came to the awesome dad conclusion. Yeah. I think there's like definitely there's a subset of Dream SP fans who are likely a lot of them are probably more casual viewers who watch, who mostly watch from Tommy's perspective and probably occasionally others if they think it's relevant yeah and because of that they are in like the mindset of he's the main character so when they think about things they think about it in relationship to Tommy's character yeah and that can be very frustrating if your favorite character is someone else completely different and you're like what can you please stop mischaracterizing them (laughs) just based on what shows up in Tommy's stream. It's what led to the whole, like, Sam wasn't a bad person in their eyes until he was yelling <laughs> at Tommy, which leads to the whole meme mm. of, like, I can excuse torture and chopping a man's arm off, but I can't excuse <laughs> the yelling at a child, yelling at a teenager when he does something wrong. I was like, you can do what now? <laughs> Yeah. And like yeah, so there is like definitely the subset of people who watch specifically through. Like, and there's Tommy's like very much this double standard. They'll be like, and oh, it's it's okay for Tommy to kill Dream because Dream killed Tommy before, but oh my God, Jack Manifold is evil for wanting to murder, for wanting to murder Tommy. Dude, yeah. that was just. But funny. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's funny. a perfectly innocent angel. He he just wants to murder someone who's defenseless in prison. Who surrendered to him. It is. And cannot harm him at all. Yeah. What a sweet little boy. Oh man, I want I wanted Jack to succeed but so bad. keep that bad. Jack manifold apologies the matter of my sight. Yeah, I, I I wanted Jack to to sorry. I wanted yeah, there to are move very so much. The fact that they um, missed just by like five. Five minutes or something was standard. so It would have been so funny if he, if Tommy like just, just just was just there talking to Nikki about like I swear to God I'm not even kidding he was talking about poop I I don't listen this dude I swear I don't to God remember um, what he was talking if about, he just got weird. like nuked mid sentence I would have laughed so <laughs> fucking hard like it would have been hilarious oh my God that would have been hilarious <laughs> that's the thing like um Rocket Duo is honestly like. I don't know, that was, like, the most light-hearted, like, attempt at murdering someone in the entirety of the SMP, but it was, like, almost perfect for their characters in yeah. a way, because Jack's mm. whole thing is that he's never taken, like, Jack and Nikki's whole thing yeah. is that neither of them are ever, like, taken seriously and no one, like, ever listens to them. So it was almost, like, incredibly, like, ironically sad that, like, the reason that yeah. they fail to kill mm. him is because no one takes Jack seriously. And because no one listens to Nikki, and so Tommy wouldn't shut up and just listen to her and go with her. It was like, just, yeah. It was just such a perfect little thing that happened. I was like, this, like, nothing since then has, like, really just had the same vibes. I want Rocket Duo back, bro. I just want them. Same. Just want them back. They don't hey, even Jack. have to be killing Tommy anymore. I just, I just hey, want Hey, Jack, them. you know, we, the Syndicate could use, like, another member. Yeah. You could, like, man. be Rocket Duo with Nikki and Syndicate. Dude, get your like healthy healing arc. Yet Unfortunately, now. he is uh, anti-anarchy. Yeah, he's very much. Damn. Although he could always change his mind. But, but which is very interesting. To but <laughs> to be fair, there is a stream where Nikki is uh, in her underground city, 
and Jack comes in and tries to break apart her logic about anarchy, where he's like, well, what's stopping me from just fucking stealing everything and, like, blowing up your base and taking all your chickens? And Nikki just says, says nothing. nothing. She's like, there is nothing stopping you from doing that, but why would you do it? And Jack just kind of stops and is like, I'm sorry, Nikki. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't get all this stuff. And he goes on this whole rant. And it's just, like, one of the most interesting points of, like, Jack's character because, like, he potentially could be on, like, a side that's somewhat close to the syndicate. He just is a guy who's been fucked over so many times that he doesn't know what the hell to do. But, um, yeah. I don't know. He's very- Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. <laughs> uh, Anyways, remember okay, that wait, time when Jack tried to get a warden Sam. job with Sam? Sorry, we're always oh, getting off topic on here. Doesn't Sam have this whole thing where, like- wasn't it like canon that Quackity was his son at some point, or what? at least head canon? It was. That's what I think it was retconned because, like, at first, what happened was is like there's a stream where um like Quackity's like robbing Ra- Rambu with Carl, and I think it's Sapnap. Most likely, it's just the three, and um Sam is like, oh, I couldn't kill him. He's too cute. Oh, like you know, like he's like always like taking care of him. So people were like, oh, like you know, Sam is like acting like Quackity's like dad, and this is whole thing that happened. Because Quackity, like, you know, he's not gonna, like, spend his time grinding on Minecraft to get armor and shit. He has, like, school and stuff. And, I, you know, that's just not his strength. So Sam was like, I'll give you armor and, like, you know, nice things. And so that's where that came from. But it definitely, I think, got retconned because they're just oh. business partners. Like, there's no... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, it's not... They're just part. Like, they're just part I, of the um, They feel like, like, begrudging friends at best. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even think Sam really likes Quackity. It would be really He's just funny also, like, if yeah, Quackity thinks Sam's an idiot, probably. What? <laughs> it would be really funny if they both got back, though, and they were just, like, estranged parent and son that have to work <laughs> together now, and they're both that just, like, kind of bitter about it. That'd be, that'd be a game changer. That'd be hilarious. That'd be yeah. wild, because canonically... <laughs> Quackity, in the very first day on the server, he talks about how, I mean, at least it's his character, I mean, I'm just, he was like, I, he's talking about how he went to Juvie and he got a scar or yeah, something. Yeah, right? So you gotta wonder what the fuck <laughs> happened between Sam and Quackity, if they really were, like, father and son, like, what the hell? So, I don't know. That's a very... So I'm very suddenly reminded of the fact that, um, Quackity asked Foolish to make him armor once he invented him Las Nevadas, and he talks about how Sam used to give him yeah. armor and then stop because he kept losing it all. Oh my god, he would lose <laughs> it in the lava 24 No, no, that was actually, this is what, this is what reminded me of it, because, um, when Dream gave Sam the stack of diamond blocks to build a prison, Did Sam was going like, I can use these to make armor for Quackity when he loses it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, the connection there though, Sam making the prison uh, out of to pay get, for Quackity's getting, getting armor paid. loss. Okay, wait, wait, but uh, think of the connection there of just like Dream paid Sam to make the prison with diamond blocks. Sam used those diamond blocks to b- make Quackity armor. Sam became the warden of the prison and Dream's the prisoner, and now Quackity is the one coming in to torture Dream. Yeah. What the heck is that? The, the, the red string you can, map. You can even is phrase wild. it as Sam made the prison for Quackity. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Super conspiracy theory. You're connecting the dots. You're like, you're getting, you're out here with the red string. You're going to town. Like, damn. We've yeah. we figured it out, guys. The the prison was built for Quackity's armor oh, payments. Oh no, I meant more in the sense of like. He built 
the prison, like to help Quackity. Yeah, yeah, he's paying. The, the prison is paying for Quackity's armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So like he built it for the sake of Quackity, and I was letting him in to torture people. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people make jokes about how Quack, it, like Dream SMP, is actually just a like some sort of weird dating simulator, like. R like RPG slice of life game all from Quackity's like perspective or something. It was the weirdest theory ever. It wasn't weird actually, it was really interesting. But it was just funny because like you know how you bring it up, like you can actually connect a lot of things. Like they just they just go back to Quackity. Like I, I don't know. Like that's, that's pretty wild. Jesus Christ. I, I completely forgot that he was always losing his armor. Oh my god. <laughs> I think he lost it again actually fairly recently. <laughs> there it is. Because <laughs> I, I remember something about like, where'd your armor go? And he just doesn't talk about it. <laughs> to be fair, the first five minutes I played Minecraft, I also lost my armor and then never played it again. So, on a, a mad respect. Relatable. <laughs>
Um, other than, you know, like, Quackity totally, like, male wife manipulating him, but, um... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I got it's wrong, just... but now I'm thinking about, I was watching all those campy, like, uh, you know, like, spy kids films, and then they always have, like, the male wife character, like, who's, like, you know, the henchman <laughs> to the, oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh man. But, uh, they, they have an interesting working relationship as well, just, like, the way that they operate together. Blowing up Purple's UFO has one of the most interesting, like, insights into their dynamic. That and then when Dream, like, you know, they think Dream escapes and, like, Techno does escape. Oh my god, they just, they'll, like, work together. They up, lose their and shit. And it's just, it just blows up. They're not, like, they work, they're, when things are fine, they work they're okay. okay together. And then as soon as something goes wrong, it just becomes a lot of... Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so interesting because, like, um, Quackity knows that they're, like, they're super bad guys, and he's proud of it. But Sam is sitting there like, well, we're not doing anything wrong. And then Quackity just looks at him like he's an idiot because he kind of is at that, in that <laughs> aspect. Yeah, it's just, Sam it's very has funny this to very watch. black and white view of the world, which is interesting because it kind of relates him to Puffy when you think about it, because Puffy kind of has a similar aspect of, like, well, once you've done something I mean, wrong... they worked together against the egg, right? Yeah, they did. Mm. Which... kind of get along because the of The Sam and Puffy friendship is actually really interesting. Just because, like, yeah. people tend to be, like... I don't know. There's there's just not there's a lot there, but there's also like not a lot of focus not a lot. on it. Because <laughs> a lot of people were like, What's the egg pyre arc? Shut the hell up, okay, it's the best arc. Bruh! Bruh, it's only great. the most fascinating character arc ever. Like just yeah. seeing Sam go from where he started in that arc to where he ended, to where Puffy started and where she ended, it's like they almost they didn't like switch places, but it's just very interesting, like cause Puffy and, and, and Sam I wouldn't say they're like complete they're not like even parallels they're just there's something about like them that they're just very Foils? similar but then they ended up diverging in a way that is just interesting because now puffy's like on her like i guess like evil arc. i don't know, I don't know what she's doing, sam's but... honestly the one having the evil arc yeah where does sam the two is of like... Them. like i don't feel like puffy's done much <laughs> yeah, no, like... that she wasn't already doing i'm saying Puffy hasn't really done much since uh, the Red Banquet, so yeah. I'm assuming that whatever her plans for her lore, they're tied up with the Egg Arc, so you probably won't be oh, yeah, that's more probably true. Puffy until that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope we get more. I just, I love seeing her interact with Sam. I just, like, because it's, it's always just interesting, because somehow they end up arguing about something, and they both are at odds <laughs> about, like, what they're going to do, and then they'll both agree, and then they'll, like, disagree. And it, Sam right now is in that position of, like, he thinks that he is, like, you know, like, doing what's He's right. right. You know, well, not even what's right. Like, what must be done. It's the best solution. And he, like, knows what's best for the server. He's being a dream Kenny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is green, so. It's not, yeah. He's like, I'll go far. It's just a thing with green. Um, Why? Wait a minute. She's... Wait a minute. I'm, I'm forming a connection here. Tubbo wears a green shirt. Dream and Sam, both green. Both make terrible decisions, or well, you know, really rude, mean decisions based off what they think is best for the majority around them. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not it's wrong. The color green just you happens to be. Up. The color of green is evil. Phil's decided to, to uh, join in as a uh, you know a, uh, a someone who's gonna bomb a whole country because he was like you yeah, know. Yeah, Phil does the same thing. What the hell is this? <laughs> He's green. <laughs> what, I'm what noticing a trend. 
We're noticing a trend here. Our favorite green war criminals. Yeah, okay. like, what the heck? Oh, man. Yeah, no, um... Like, I know if anyone listened to it, it's here. That's one we probably have. with like, the joke that Technoblade just gets along with all the <laughs> green, blonde, <laughs> war criminals on the server. Yes. Philza, Techno... Why did I say Techno? Philza, Dream... Tobo actually. He doesn't actually... even though there's a whole butcher army thing, they actually got re- along pretty well in Pogtopia. Yeah. Mm. And Tobo understood why what happened at the execution happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like on pretty neutral terms right now, so they could actually become like allies later on, which is cool. Mm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I do want to see that though, because that would be cool. That would be really cool. Tubbo's kind of traumatized. I think the kid needs therapy first. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> really the entire SP needs therapy. I mm. know, but Tubbo's got like, this whole like oh, repression like, thing look, going on. Look, peer pressure duo. I see why people make it the name for Techno and Ranbu, but it could also be applied. You know what? You know what? If they do end up doing stuff together on the SP. Mm-hmm. It should just be peer pressure trio. Yeah, I was about to say Yo. Just like TNT duo should not be TNT duo, it should be TNT trio because TNT duo doesn't make sense for Quackity and Wilbur. But it makes sense Quackity if you put Wilbur all of them together. Like bad. How did that even happen? Because like Quackity used TNT like once. Yeah, it was supposed. It was originally. Uh, it was originally Wilbur and Dream. Dream. And then it yeah. somehow yeah, that makes got. Way more sense because both of them are known for using TNT all the time. Yeah, and then it got uh, taken to be used for Quackity and Wilbur. In the who same used way, Bench Beanie Trio duo. doesn't make sense. TNT Duo and Mad Duo don't make sense. <laughs> Have the three of them, have the three bench you have, they ever actually, like, been on a bench? Uh, they all together have individually. At the same time. They haven't no. all it together, no. Dream, on the and other hand, Nick has been on the bench with the two of them all at the same time. Nikki has. You know, that should be the bench tree. <laughs> Nikki and Fundy have. Dream, Tubbo. Should be Dream, Tubbo, and Tommy. That's the new bench trio. <laughs> We've decided. And we have talked before about bench trio and how they're less of, like, three people. And more like two people and, and then the third wheel. They're more like three people who are. It's a friendship triangle. With each other. It is a friendship really... triangle. But they don't really do stuff as a group. Very yeah. Often. They don't. Yeah. Um. They're not a trio. They're three duos. Does Does Sam and Does Sam and Quackity have a duo name? I don't know. I don't think so. Actually. They... Like what? Dude, what the hell? They're I like literal like... business partners. Yeah. Business, business duo. duo. Like capitalism. Um, like Sam and Dream are prison duo, right? Torture like duo. that's. Oh God. Work. Even no 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 torture duo is um Dream and. Oh Pong. okay. Hey. Oh, that makes sense. Nice, nice. You have no idea how badly I want Ponk to like. We should. Break Dream we should out call of there Sam and. and like, Quackity, all right. Like... They should unionize against Sam. Yes, they <laughs> yes. should. Sam, Sam and Quackity should be capitalism duo. Honestly, yeah. yes, capitalism that is duo. exactly what they're trying to do with this whole bank and casino thing. Exactly. Which the bank has been taking. I want the bank ages. to happen so bad. I just want to see people have to deal with loans on the server. That'd be so funny. <laughs> It'd be so. Oh my god. They're like, they're like, oh, everything is fine. I can go do whatever I want on the server. Yay! And then they like, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, guess what? You're gonna default on your loan soon, and we're gonna seize your property by blowing it up. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, that would be just. Oh my god. 
I mean, Purpled already had that thing where he technically owns all of the land past Tommy's house, and you True. have to pass through his mortgage, uh, his mortgage uh, land seller nice. place in order to buy it. But then he got inactive on the server, dead. so nothing ever happened with it Damn. except for him making a couple jokes. I mean, Purple's but a like, part of Las Nevadas, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, let's just. Las Nevadas is literally yeah, just can. capitalism crew. Capitalism. In actuality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, wait. Vegas Disaster. Though that's more of an AU. Um, What's that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Is that where everything goes wrong? Because it should. Fuck I mean, it's going to. Look at Quackity's entire arc. The, I, I'm sorry, as, as, this is a theory, but there is no way Quackity's arc doesn't end with a massive L. His character yeah. is almost I'm, destined yeah. to just either yeah. die, which would be kind of sad, but again, he's like, he's like Icarus, uh, or he's somehow gonna take an L. I did like this whole analysis on this back in December or something. About, like, he's always been destined to fail. It's just, like, this thing about his character. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Like, he never really just... has a true victory. Like, he has temporary victories. Yeah. Yeah, but then... The, like, I can't yeah. see... I have things, like, where it will seem like he's winning and suddenly he's not. He gets backhanded by life. But like, he's... oh my god. <laughs> he's overconfident. Yeah. He, like, stretches yeah. too far. Yeah, I can't see Lost Nevadas, like, ending, ending in any well. other way than it getting, like, absolutely destroyed. <laughs> And Quacky being <laughs> left with nothing. Which, oh, it's honestly, gonna be a shame at this to point, I kind of, that's what I want. You know what the best ending for Las would be? I, I, I want Purple to take it over. I want Purple to be one of them. Honestly, that would and be it's a... kind of awkward with the, with the casino because he's running it, but he's not a, he's not an adult, so he can't actually, like, <laughs> do anything there, but he's in charge. Watch Purple take over and just be better at it than Quackity. Honestly, that'd be kind of an interesting, mm -hmm. like, thing to play out, though, when you think about it, because pa uh, Purple literally, like... The only reason he's there is because Quackity blew up like everything that was. I stand by my treasure purpled theory. Oh god! Oh god! Foolish made the bunker into oh. the fucking lava among us. If, if that actually comes <laughs> up in lore, I'm gonna lose my mind. The, the, the character who's like semi canonically an alien being the imposter. <laughs> I mean, no, the no, plot no. twist of Purple, like, just betraying everyone and murdering them would be, uh, <laughs> honestly, okay, it would no, be taking everybody... homage from his mentor pa uh, puns, and it would be <laughs> epic. Like, the two mercenaries both betraying the groups that they get assigned with, like, <laughs> come on, man, that's too good. No, okay, but, like, I, I saw this Tumblr meme where everybody's in the, in the Among Us bunker, yeah. and... <laughs> and um Crackity and Sam are both like, there's a traitor among us. Who is it? And everyone else in the Lost Device just puts up their hands like that's me. It's like, no wait, I'm the traitor. What do you mean I'm the traitor? <laughs> I wanted um, to the actual like, traitor to be Jack Manifold in the Foolish is the traitor. <laughs> is the traitor because of his friendship with Pog and because of the deal he made with Rondo. Uh Purple is a traitor because he's an imposter. He blew up his house. Oh, and also, Foolish is also a traitor because of Quackity let him die. Alright. Bundy is a traitor because he actually listened to his dreams. Nice. And went along with Quackity to see what he was up to. Mm-hmm. And also because he has a question dream. <laughs> um, let's see who else. Slime is a traitor because, uh, he is actually besties with Dream XD. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Sam's the only one who's not a traitor, but it doesn't matter because he... Oh, Sam is a traitor, but not in the way you think. He thinks that 
Quackity is just really winning the casino really badly. And he's like, I could do better than you. They're all just traitors. Honestly, though, like, Quackity, like, surrounded himself with people that, like, I, I think he feels like they have, like, he's made them, uh, like, attached attached like like it's all or nothing for all of them is what he's been trying to do but when you think about it like they, they're just gonna drop them in a heartbeat really it's true. really interesting and like it's actually really interesting to think about in relationship to his characters like is that the way he thinks like is he going in with the understanding with like the belief that other people see things the way he does mm. i don't know it's hard like, to tell with him that how he felt back in like manberg where he felt like he had to stay yeah I, I know definitely like, Quackity's thing is that, like, he feels like, like, Lost Novatus is his all or nothing. Like, there's, he's got nothing outside mm-hmm. of that place. He's put everything and anything into it. Like, he's got, he, that, that's all he has. And I think mm-hmm. he's tried to establish the same feeling in everyone else loyal to it. I don't, I think the only one who mm-hmm. he's not doing that with is Sam, because he knows Sam has the prison. Like, Sam's, Sam's all or nothing is the prison to an extent. Because mm. Sam has put so much of himself into it and just kind of, like, ruined who he is as a person for the <laughs> prison. So, like, he doesn't need to do the same thing with them to make them loyal to Las Nevadas because he's got Sam wrapped around his finger, so, well, he thinks, as long as the prison's around and he can control, you know, what, like, he can manipulate Sam when following the prison. And then I think he's trying to, like, with the contracts and everything... He's trying to get all of the Lost Nevadas crew. That's actually something else interesting up about Sam that might be relevant for future lore is the fact that while he's technically still business partners with Quackity, he is going against what Quackity wants right now yes. by hiding the fact that Dream is still in the prison. Yes. But it makes sense for And when for that gets revealed, though. that's going to be really interesting to see how the characters react to that. Like, oh, yeah, is it going to be sure. like, they're going to have like, a fight but then make up over it and still work together? Or is it going to be... No, it's going to crash into partnership? Is it going to... Are they gonna keep their partnership, but will there be like a change in the dynamic of it? Because yeah. at the moment it's mostly just like Quackity telling Sam to do stuff and like guilting him into it. Yeah, would I there feel be, like, like a change. I feel like there, um, there's not gonna be a chance for that to happen until after Dreams already escaped with Technoblade. Because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I also like I understand why Sam would agree would follow along with what Dream wants, as in don't tell Quackity about it, don't let him in. And it's not just because he doesn't want Dream to die because of the revive book, but it's also because remember when he was ta- uh, yelling at Tommy about he wanted to kill him, and so screaming about how everything was better when it was just the two of us. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. it's just the two of them again. Yep. Which honestly, yeah, I feel like we should study that last like that and then that in conjunction specifically with his decision and his latest like lore stream when it comes to the prison because that was a really interesting moment i feel like his for his character mm-hmm. where we finally get him dis like he hi- he's hiding something from quackity now he's siding with dream almost in a way but like <laughs> obviously we know that it's not because he actually cared like it's so like it's he so cares about dream Kind of, but in this really weird way where it's like... He cares better like he would an object. Yeah, or like... Yeah, he, needs him, he doesn't he needs trust him Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Needs, or even like him. want it's what's best for him. Think about it. He just... Sam cares about Dream the same way that Tommy cares about the discs. It's not about what the thing or the person actually is. It's about like the principle of the matter. Maybe? Mm. 
I don't know. It's about He's what it means. Like what it represents to them. Yeah. He's got this very odd mentality um, about like his obligation or responsibility with the prison and specifically how that correlates to his responsibility with Dream. And like, I'm curious, like, what in Sam's mind is the purpose of the prison? Like, I think for the most part, it's his, his, in his mind, the prison, the whole point of the prison is to keep something contained. It's to protect the server. And mm -hmm. I'm curious how in his mind that justifies keeping Dream alive. Because I think most people would be, uh, if it wasn't for the revive book, but at this point they've kind of given up on, I think Quackity at least has given up on actually getting it out of him because he knows he won't be able to. And it's just too yeah. much work. It's like, how does Sam justify keeping him alive? Because to us at least, like obviously the thing that is... The safest to do if you think Dream is a threat is to just kill him off, like, right? Because he doesn't provide anything at this point because <laughs> you can't get the revive book from him. Um, you could maybe get him to use it for you, but that's, like, a risk, and you're always fighting the chance that he will break out. So, in Sam's mind, what makes it worth it to keep Dream alive? Or, like, why does he think that that is what he needs to do? Hmm. Any thoughts? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think it might be, and I think this might be actually a good thing to wrap the episode up on. I think it might be sort of a thing about purpose. About, like, let's say Dream dies in the prison, right? What, what does Sam have left? Because he's made mm. the prison everything Maybe. to him? Mm. What does he do if he doesn't have that anymore? Like, you push relationships over the prison yeah he's like focused more on it than anything else he spent so much time there you think it's he's also that, scared of he's friend so dying that's like one of his biggest fears is his friend dying he will literally roll back the server yeah. if she dies so, i mean like it, it could be as simple as he just needs dream alive because he needs someone to bring back friend in there. like that's, yeah it could be that simple mm. like there, there could obviously be other things but that could be like the driving force because i mean he has threatened people before over that dog he has like killed people over that dog so true i don't know he's got mm. like this weird like sense of almost obligation to him when it comes to like how he feels about dream like he doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he thinks of dream as a person right like it feels <laughs> like he thinks of him as like an animal or a monster or an object that he has to keep contained but like yeah. I, I feel like at this point he's just become so wrapped up in the idea that like I have to protect the server from Dream, I have to keep him locked up, that he has just sort of like forgotten anything or like it, his, it's become such a mantra for him that he's forgotten the reason why or like why it's important. There is no why anymore, it's just that is his goal. And the reason mm. why it's his goal is sort of just faded to the background because he spent so long obsessed with making sure it stays the way you he think, wants it. Do you think he's scared of death? I mean, maybe. I feel like do you think that might be why he's so are. adamant about keeping Dream alive? Because Dream's the only person who can bring anyone back. And even though Dream won't give up the revive book, he has shown himself perfectly fine with reviving other people. Yeah, it's very odd. Regardless, this is why people should be character Sam apologists. I'm just saying, if, if you're not the trifecta <laughs> of character Quaggity, character Sam, and a character apologist, what are you doing? 
What are you doing? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Sam is a like a Sam is a very complicated character, and I think um, because we don't get his we we get his perspective in small doses, right? And it's always yeah. after something's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> like I feel like the most insight into him specifically that we've gotten uh, like recently in his perspective on things was like his giant rant at Dream. Tommy? No, no, not Tommy. Like that is, that is one, but his giant rant at Dream most recently oh, yeah. revealed like a lot about his insight into his mentality, mm -hmm. his yeah. mindset. Uh, Alright, I think that's about us for our time, so... Alright. Uh, I guess if you have any opinions on Character Sam, like, leave us a comment, or join our Discord, or tell us on Twitter. I hear we're getting lore about Sam soon, so here's to hoping soon actually means what it means. Yes, please. <laughs> Bye. 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 Well, thanks for listening to the 23rd episode of Melody, and we hope you enjoyed it. If there's any topic you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to leave a comment or find us on Twitter at Melody Podcast. We can also ask us questions or just get updates about new episodes. We also have a Discord server that you can find a link to in the description. See you next time.